What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Kendrick Ray, the Dreadlock Blur, back with another Dreadlock Blur weekly wrap up. I know I am a week behind, but you know, I'm an adult. Life gets busy. You know, Justin Wallace, what is going on? I am doing all right. Thanks for tuning in. So, I'm here now. You know, I didn't want to let another week go by without doing another weekly wrap up. Um, so. Of course, we are here. As always, please be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Um, if you're watching me on YouTube, you already know what to do. If you're watching me on Facebook Watch, then you already know what to do. Hit the um follow on the um Jetlock Blur Entertainment YouTube Facebook page. I mean Facebook page. If you're watching me on Twitch, you know, be sure to give me a follow. I gotta work on getting my Twitch numbers up. But all my other social media platforms where you can find me are in the description box, so definitely feel free to check me out there. With all that being said, let's get right into it. Um, this is a not so much a special President's Day episode of the weekly wrap-up, but I had a day off today, you know, so, and I was taking care of other stuff earlier, so I figured, let me do this right now. My weekend was kind of busy. Uh, I was busy filming on Saturday, or at least helping filming on Saturday, choreo choreographing fights on Saturday. And then yesterday, what did I do yesterday? Um, stuff around the house. Um, my birthday was last Wednesday, actually. So um, normally my schedule only allows me to celebrate, really do things for my birthday over the weekend when I have a little bit more free time. During the week, I am completely busy. I'm busy with work, so... Usually, I wait till the weekend to do things for my birthday. So, excuse me. Um, so, excuse me. So that's what I did. I did stuff for my birthday over the weekend. So that's pretty much what it was. Um, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be back home in time last night to do the show, but I figured if I wasn't gonna do it last night, I was gonna do it today. So here we are. Um, a lot of the things that I'm gonna be covering tonight are probably the things that you heard within the past two weeks or so. Um. Because the Olympics, the Winter Olympics has been on TV, um, Justin, thank you for the birthday wishes, man. I really appreciate it. Um, because the Olympics has been on, a lot of shows haven't been back. You know, I think a lot of them are going to start coming back this week. So as far as quick reviews of TV shows, you probably won't find too much on there. Um, but there is a couple of things that I did watch over the um, course of two weeks. So we're definitely going to get into that. Um, in any case, we're going to start off as we always do with some movie news, and most of you guys are pretty much already aware of the fact that it is already, Paramount has already greenlit a Sonic the Hedgehog 3 movie, even though the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie hasn't been released yet, and they have also greenlit a standalone Knuckles series for Paramount Plus starring Idris Elba. As you guys know, I am a huge Sonic fan. If you've known me for years or if you've been a friend of mine for years, you know that I'm Sonic the Hedgehog is one of my favorite video game franchises. At least the Sega Genesis games. Um, I did get into some of the next-gen ones. You know, I played Sonic Unleashed here and there. I tried to give Sonic 06 a try, but that just didn't work. I owned Sonic Heroes. I thought that was pretty good for a time. Um, I have Sonic Mania. I enjoy the hell out of Sonic Mania. And I am going to be re-downloading Sonic um, Heroes, Sonic Forces at some point, too, so I can actually really dive into that. But, I, I interestingly enough, Sonic the Hedgehog was the movie, the, was the very last movie I saw before we headed into um, quarantine, before we headed into lockdown because of the pandemic. 
um, that movie came out on my birthday as well. So it's, it's, it's fitting that we are coming somewhat full circle back to Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, after the first movie ended, I was excited to see where the story was going to go. Uh, we, of course, got the trailer before last year ended, and we got introduced to Idris Elba's Knuckles, who is really, really, really badass. We've been getting a lot of commercial spots. The latest commercial we got, or the latest trees, latest trailer we got for Sonic the Hedgehog showed us the Egg Robo, or at least a huge Egg Robo that has been famous from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So, needless to say, I can understand why they are going for it in greenlighting a Sonic the Hedgehog 3 movie, as well as an Idris Elba Knuckles centered series on Paramount Plus. What the story for Sonic 3 is going to be about, we have no idea. Um, most of you guys who know the history of Sonic the Hedgehog know that Knuckles actually wasn't introduced until Sonic 3. Um, so, uh, Tails was introduced in Sonic 2, so you would think it would just be centered around Sonic, Tails, and defeating Dr. Robotnik. But it's a movie universe. They can technically do what they want. So, needless to say, I'm excited for all of this. Um, I'm going to be a Sonic fan for as long as I live. It's just, it's just one of those video games that's, you know, holds true and holds dear to me. Like, it's just one of the old games is just a game that I'll never stop playing. I will never stop playing. But, um, as far as Sonic 3 being Greenland and the Knuckles series coming, I'm, I'm going to watch. I, thanks to a friend, I do have Paramount Plus, so I will be watching that. So, we did, you know, go through some tragedy, unfortunately. Um... Ivan Reitman, the um, the director of such great films as Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, Caddyshack, Groundhog Day, um, and a couple other movies, um, he passed away early this month. Um, Ivan Reitman, who was the father of Jason Reitman, who directed Ghostbusters Afterlife, the most recent installation into the Ghostbusters franchise, worked with him closely to bring that movie into fruition. Um, from what we understand, Ivan Reitman passed away in his sleep. Um, I believe not this past weekend, but the previous weekend before is when we found out. So needless to say, it was a big, pretty big hit to the comedy community, especially in Hollywood. Many who have worked with him, you know, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, you know, Ernie Hudson. Um, I believe Michael Keaton worked with him because if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Ivan Reitman directed Multiplicity. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But there's a great deal of movies that Ivan Reitman sat behind and helmed. The only solace that I find in the fact is the fact that his son was able to pick up the mantle of directing Ghostbusters. And he actually got to see the movie in its entirety before he was able to leave this planet. Um... We all know Ghostbusters Afterlife was supposed to come out back in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. It was supposed to come out in 2020, then it got pushed to 2021. So, for that to happen and for him to, you know, go on leaving the reins of Ghostbusters in his son's hands, that has to be a blessing of some sort. It just has to be. So, rest in peace and Godspeed to Ivan Reitman. Thank you so much for all you've done within the film industry and giving us such great movies. You definitely will be missed. Speaking of installments, moving on to the next piece of news, Star Trek 4 has finally been greenlit. 
Um, the new Star Trek movies. Uh, did I say? I hope I said Star Trek in the beginning. The new Star Trek movies have been not entirely divisive, but there are some people that don't really have a fancy. There's some people that enjoy. It. I myself have enjoyed the new Star Trek movies, like Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond. But it's been a number of years since we heard anything about the Kelvin universe of Star Trek. Um, Chris Pine, of course, who plays Captain Kirk. Um, Zachary Quinto, who plays Spock. Um, Carl Urban, who plays Dr. McCoy Bones. We have been waiting, I guess a lot of us have been waiting for a while as to whether or not another Star Trek movie was coming out. I know there was talks of Quentin Tarantino possibly helming a Star Trek sequel, but that never came through. Um, right now, there's still not a lot, there's still not a lot of news as to what the story or who's going to be helming it or how many of the actors are actually returning for the film. I can definitely say that Chris Pine will most definitely be back, as well as Zachary Quinto for their respective roles of Captain Kirk and Spock, respectively. Either way, I'll be interested to hear what the plot is going to be about, you know, a little bit after the new movies came out, Star Trek kind of found a resurgence as far as TV is concerned with, you know, Star Trek Discovery, which I haven't checked out yet, but I'm going to be looking to get into that real soon. Uh, their animated series, Star Trek Lower Decks, which I believe is, uh, from what I understand, is very hilarious. It's very funny. And of course, the return of Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard for Star Trek Picard. Um, I had actually started that, but I never finished out the first season. So I'm going to look to really jump back into that as well. Thankfully, all these things can be found on Paramount+. Plus. So, interestingly enough, I was always more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan. And people, I guess people for the most part can understand when I tell them that. I mean, the Star Trek, the Star Wars universe, I mean, it's pretty expensive. I mean, it, well, it was until Kathleen Kennedy came into position of running the Star Wars franchise and all the stories and stuff and the books that came out ever since the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy came out became null and void for whatever reason. But Star Trek has held pretty firm for these, for, for these past couple of years, these decades even. You know, Gene Roddenberry carved out a creative universe for Star Trek. You know, while Star Wars is exactly what it is, it's a war amongst the galaxy for control of the galaxy. Star Trek is basically what we would hope the future would be. Humans being humans, but I'm not too sure of that, but one can only dream. So Star Trek has always been one of those series that's always stuck out and then one of those series that I've always gravitated towards. Uh, I actually started with Star Trek The Next Generation. That was the first one. I watched from beginning to end. Star Trek was the, the next generation, excuse me, was the series that I grew up with. I did end up watching the original series, you know, here and there. Um, Deep Space Nine, I tried to get into, but it may require me going back to watch it again just to appreciate it some more. Star Trek Voyager, um, I watched here and there. It gave us our first um, female captain in Janeway. I thought that series is actually pretty all right. And then, of course, there's Star Trek Enterprise, which started out not being a Star Trek series, but ended up revealed to be a Star Trek series. Like, come on now. I thought Enterprise was also pretty good, too. But The Next Generation was the series that I just grew up with. You know, 
uh, like to this day, I still want that version of the Enterprise. I don't have it, but I'm going to get one eventually. I've always thought that design of the Enterprise was always the sleekest one. I really love, I really love the Next Generation. So, needless to say, I'll be interested to hear more news about Star Trek Four and when it's going to be coming out. And our last piece of movie news, of course, centers around Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Um, it dropped during the Super Bowl. And boy, did we get a lot from it. So, just a couple of things just to really pay attention to. You know, many people are assuming that Wanda is going to turn into a villain in this movie. Um, most notably, we are definitely going to be getting introduced to the Illuminati. For those of you guys who don't know, the Illuminati is a council of some of the greatest and brightest minds within the Marvel Universe. Usually the people who sit on that council are Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards, Namor the Submariner, Black Panther T'Challa, and Professor Charles Xavier. I think am I missing anybody else? I don't I don't think I am. I think that was pretty much it. Um in the trailer there is a scene where um, Doctor Strange is being escorted by what looks like Ultron sentries into a council room where there's about six chairs sitting up top. And then we hear a familiar voice that says we should tell him the truth. And of course, we all know that as Patrick Stewart's Professor Charles Xavier, which means that Professor Charles Xavier is now a part of the MCU. Who else we're going to see on the council remains to be seen. Um, there was a glimpse of a chair of a person sitting in the chair that looked to be Mr. Fantastic with the Fantastic Four outfit on. Um, there's, of course, uh, appearances of America Chavez, who will be making her on-screen debut in this movie. We got scenes of a zombie. Well, what they what they're calling zombie Doctor Strange, of course. There's, of course, of Defender Doctor Strange. Um, Baron Mordo actually makes his return with long hair. And he looks to be a member of the Illuminati currently right now. So there's a lot of things going on with the Doctor Strange trailer. Like I had said before, right after Endgame, that one of my most anticipated movies, one of my most anticipated MCU movies coming later on was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That was the one that I was looking forward to the most. Um, Eternals was decent. You know, it's probably a movie that I never really need to watch again. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Tenors, I thought was a great introduction of that character. Then, of course, we got Spider-Man No Way Home, which is one of the, so far, the best of the new phase of Marvel movies and stuff. You know, that, of course, doesn't include WandaVision, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Loki series. Um, it doesn't, that doesn't exclude those series as well from Disney+. Plus. But no, Multiverse of Madness was definitely the one movie I was extremely, extremely looking forward to. And I just, it just sucks that it's not coming out in March like it was supposed to. If you guys don't know, a lot of the slate of Marvel movies that were supposed to come out when they were supposed to come out got pushed back to later dates within the years. So Multiverse of Madness will be coming out in May as opposed to coming out in March, which kind of sucks because... Multiverse of Madness was going to be the last movie me and my fiance were going to go see before we got married because we are getting married in March. So that was going to be our last 
uh, I guess, quote unquote, singles date night. I, I forget how she puts it, but in any case, we're going to be ready from we're going to be ready for May. It, sh it should be interesting. So I, I I'm looking forward to this. I am definitely looking forward to this. Um, I can't wait to see what other surprises are going to spring on us with this movie. I think this movie is going to be lit. I can't wait. And then of course the next one I'm looking forward to is um Thor: Love and Thunder. Right after that. That's as far as it goes for movie news, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know if there's anything I might have missed in terms of movies. Um, please post them in the comment section or send me a message. And I'll be sure to discuss them in the next weekly wrap-up. Moving on to some TV news. Um, we got hit with, I guess, a sort of bombshell this week. Uh, or at least last week. Um, many of you who are like me, are, are probably real big fans of Stranger Things. It has been three or maybe four years since season three dropped. Um, season three of um, Stranger Things dropped on Netflix. So a lot of us have been waiting super patiently, super patiently for the next um, season to drop. Um, we just got word... This past week that Stranger Things will end with season five. Season five will be its fifth and final season. And season four will be split up into two parts, which I thought was a very interesting move for them to make. Um, if I'm not mistaken, season four, part one will air in May. And season four, part two will air in July. If I'm not mistaken, um, correct me if I am wrong, but I believe that's how they mapped that out. We don't know when season five is going to drop. Hopefully not too long. Hopefully next year they will drop. Um, the, the, the stars are getting older, especially all the kids stars. They are getting a lot older. They're doing other things. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, she's been busy not only with the Godzilla movies, but also the Enola Holmes movies that are on Netflix. Um, Finn Wolfhard has been doing some things. He was just last seen in Ghostbusters Afterlife. I know a lot of the other characters, a lot of the other actors are busy with other projects as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they wrap this season, how they wrap the whole series up. Personally, I think it's a good idea to end off on a high note. So ending on season five is probably a good idea for them. Because, again, you know, these these actors right now are in their mid-teens, mid to late teens. They're, they're getting up there. You know, season four took place in, what, the early, did it take place in the early 90s? You know, so so so, so we're getting up there. They're, they are getting up there. The, the kid actors are getting up there. So you don't want to wait too long before they, like, pretty much age out of the series so needless to say i am looking forward to season four and season five of stranger things and i hope they end on a super high note speaking of things you know being greenlit um actually that's what that's what's mainly on this tv there's a lot of greenlit stuff peacemaker has been greenlit for a season two peacemaker which is the breakout hit for the DC Extended Universe on HBO Max 
Um, Peacemaker, of course, is a character from The Suicide Squad directed by James Gunn, who ended up getting a spinoff from that movie. And much to everybody's surprise, Peacemaker ended up being a tremendous hit with viewers. Like, I, did, I didn't think I was going to like it. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but from the first episode, they got me. From the very first episode, Peacemaker got me, and I was hooked in, and I was waiting for it. I was waiting every week for the next episode. Um, I'm going to talk about the season finale a little bit later when I get to my quick reviews, but I can understand why Green Peacemaker was greenlit for another season. It'll be interesting to see where they take it um, next season, and we're going to see what's, what else is going to get spun off as far as the DC Extended Universe. Um, James Gunn, I think is going to be helming the whole season. He's going to be helming us a whole season. I know he wrote and directed some of the episodes for this season. Most notably, he wrote and directed the season finale. So it, it will probably stand the reason that he'll most likely do that for almost every episode of season two. It was most likely going to be eight episodes again, which is just enough. You know, each episode is like 40 to 50 minutes long. So it's just enough time. And... I got to tell you, this is probably John Cena's best work. Um, and, you know, a lot of movies he's done, is, it hasn't been bad. Um, the Marine, I remember watching The Marine. It was pretty good, but it didn't really center really much around him, if you guys remember that. Um, then there was, of course, um, 12 Rounds, which I've never actually seen. I guess people don't really talk about that too much. Um, there was, of course, um, Trainwreck, where he where he really started getting to his comedic chops and stuff. Um, Cock Blockers, which was hilarious. I thought that movie was funny. Um, I didn't see the one where he was a fireman. I didn't see that one because that was mainly a kid's movie. Um, I know he became a part of the Fast and Furious franchise with the latest movie playing Dominic Toretto's brother. But Peacemaker was... No, Peacemaker, I feel like that was the one. That was the one that really made John Cena... A legit acting star. I think Peacemakers are what did it. So, um, again, going into minor spoilers and details about the season finale of Peacemaker. I'll get to that later on. But season two getting greenlit is definitely a good thing. And I hope this is the start of more DC-related TV things coming out as part of the DC Extended Universe. Who knows what's going to happen? After the Flash movie, maybe things will start to connect a little bit more. We'll have to wait and see. But either way, season two of Peacemaker being greenlit, I'm all for that. Speaking of which, um, set photos have been released for that 90s show. The 90s show, which is pretty much going to be a direct sequel to that 70s show. A series that I absolutely love. I love that 70s show. Um, we had a spin-off series called That 80s Show that premiered uh, sometime after that, but that didn't do too long. That didn't do too well. It didn't last very long. I think it only lasted for, like, maybe a season. But That 90s Show, um, is definitely gearing up to be great. It's gonna be a Netflix exclusive, so it's only gonna be on Netflix, which is pretty smart. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, That 90s Show is a direct sequel to That 70s Show, and this will center around... Eric Foreman's and Donna Pinciotti's daughter, Leia Foreman, 
who's going to be spending the summer with her grandparents, Red and Kitty Foreman, in Wisconsin. So, a lot of the sets, sets still look the same, but probably just updated because this is taking place in the 90s, of course. A lot of the other cast members have been, you know, casted. Um, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Um, I'm going to be hoping there's going to be a lot of cameo appearances from maybe Fez and um, Jackie Burkow, who ended up getting together at the end of the series. Um, doubt Hyde, um, Stephen Hyde will make an appearance given what's going on with um, um, Danny Masterson. Um, Kelso will probably pop up. That would be interesting to see if Kelsey pops up. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Bob Pinciotti will show up too. But everything looks good. It looks like how it did in that 70s show. Just a little bit more 90s, 90s fied. So I'm looking forward to that um 90s show. Like I said, I, I fell in love with that 70s show um when it became when it came one of the syndication. So it's definitely one of the series that I'm very much looking forward to. And then of course, we're getting another Greenlit series. Um Yellowstone is getting yet. Yet again, another prequel, this time called 1932. Um, Yellowstone got another prequel series called 1883, I believe, with um Sam. Damn, I can't believe I'm getting that. Um, damn, I'm forgetting that guy's name. But that guy has the, one of the most awesome voices. I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not Sam Neil. Um. Damn. Now I gotta look this up. Now I gotta look this guy's up. His name's up. Um, no, let's see. Sorry, folks. Just I I will say I've never watched an episode of Yellowstone. The original Yellowstone series stars Kevin Costner, so. And I know it's on Paramount Plus, but yeah, it's it's yes, Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott, that's the guy's name. So Sam Elliott. So you know, 1883 stars Sam Elliott. So now they're getting another prequel, um, 1932. No casting information has been named just yet. Um, it'll most likely premiere sometime later on this year, but. This show must be super popular to be getting two spinoffs like back to back. So the other series that I can think of that was kind of like that was the Vampire Diaries, where we got the Vampire Diaries and then we got the originals and then we got Legacies, which is still going on to this day. So in any case, that's what I got for TV news, of course. Oh, sure. If there's anything that I missed, that I just think would have been noteworthy for me to cover during this um weekly wrap up. Let me know in the comment section, um, you know, send me a message or post it up wherever you're watching this, and I'll be sure to include it in the next weekly wrap-up. But now we're going to move on to sports. Um, I'm going to let you guys know right now, I barely watched a regular Olympics, so the Winter Olympics is something I never even thought about sitting there watching. Um, but there has been a lot of controversy as of late, um, mostly centered around Camilla Valeva who ended up finishing fourth in the Winter Olympics. Um, Camilla has been has made the headlines as being someone who is discovered to be, I believe, using a couple of performance-enhancing drugs or substances. Um, and I guess officials just decided to let that go. 
a lot of people have been talking about the fact that um, Miss Richardson, who was a sprinter, was excluded from the Summer Olympics because of her use of marijuana. You know, so hindsight 2020 was good for the goose is good for the gander. So if you're going to exclude Miss Richardson from running because she uses marijuana and you're going to let this participant, you know, take part in the Olympics when she has multiple substances within her system, then you get what you deserve. Now, she finishes fourth in the, in the Winter Olympics, so that knocks her out of place. So, it is what it is, you know. Play fair. Just just play fair. If anyone if anyone is going to be using any type of substances, they should not be tar- they should not take part across the board. It's as fair it's as simple as that. They should not take part across the board. So, I don't know why this is even still a big issue. We should be looking to try to create one type of continuity with all of this so there's that but everything else i'm covering will be centered around wrestling stone cold steve austin is possibly coming out of retirement for a wrestlemania match many people are speculating that he'll be going up against kevin owens um i know there's been talking about stone cold steve austin over the past couple of weeks so i'll be interested to see if this actually comes and comes into fruition um I think the latest promo from Kevin Owens had him dissing Texas, which is where Steve Austin is from. And as we all know, Kevin Owens has been using the stunner as a finisher over the past year or so, if I'm not mistaken. Um, There's even a mention about how Steve Austin and Brock, Brock Lesnar never worked with each other in the ring. And, you know, right now, Brock Lesnar is the current WWE champion. He recently won it at Elimination Chamber, which was this past Saturday. So he won it during that. Um, more than likely, he'll hang on to that until WrestleMania. And that is probably where he will, him and Roman Reigns will meet for a title for title or a unification match. Honestly speaking, if you guys know me, then you guys have known that I have never been a fan of the brand split. I understand why they do it, but I have never been a fan of it. So if this can bring the brand, brand bring the brands back together or something to that effect, then I'm all for it. But we'll see what happens. But as far as Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out of retirement, I don't think I necessarily need that. But I'll, I'll still check it out to see if it happens and who his matches, who his opponent is going to be. Continuing with WWE news, um, the Undertaker is finally going to be heading into the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame. The Undertaker v- retired officially not last year was it last year it might have been last year or 2020 he finally retired from in-ring competition you know ever since joining up with the wwe the undertaker's been one the constant within the wwe universe you know he was always there from his amazing matches to the wrestlemania streak to everything else, um, The Undertaker has been a long-standing pillar in the WWE universe. So it is due time. His time is due for him to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, and if anyone should do it, it should be Kane. Kane should definitely be the one to induct The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. It should be him. So I very much look forward to that. That should be awesome. 
and congratulations to The Undertaker on that. And then, of course, the last bit of piece of news is Cody and Brandy Rhodes have left AEW um, with Cody more than likely heading back to WWE. There's been talks and speculations that Vince McMahon is looking to bring Cody Rhodes back into WWE. Um, who knows at what capacity? Um, no word on if Brandy Rose is going to be heading to WWE with him, but it's going to be very interesting. Most of people are considering this a work between the two companies, but we're not really sure. Um, just this year, um, WWE has opened the door to certain talent that they've had that are in other promotions right now coming back to wrestle for them. Um, most notably, the Mickey James, who was one of the who's a Impact Women's Champion. Was able to come over to um, um, WWE and I think participated in the Royal Rumble, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe WWE is opening its doors a little bit more to allow talent that they had before come back and wrestle for them in like major pay-per-view events. We'll have to wait and see. But I'll be interested to see what happens with Cody Rhodes when he makes a return. As far as I know, Dustin Rhodes is still with AEW. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I haven't really sat down and watched a full episode of um, AEW. I've tried. I've tried. And there's nothing against AEW, but as a whole, wrestling, or at least wrestling entertainment to me, hasn't been sticking the way it used to. Like, even as far as Raw is concerned, I barely watch that. I rarely watch that or SmackDown. You know, so there's nothing really against AEW. It's just wrestling entertainment as a whole hasn't really been holding me. So, I don't know, maybe that'll change. Who knows? I'm not quite sure, but we'll have to wait and see. But as far as sports news, that's all I got for right now. Um, if there's anything I missed, um, I know I could have possibly mentioned about the Super Bowl, but honestly speaking, you know, I didn't really care for it. I was only there to watch the commercials and stuff. So, but if there's anything else I missed that was sports noted, sports worthy, um, again, of course. Post it in the comments, send me a message, or any way you want to get in contact with me, and I'll probably talk about it in the next, um, into the next, um, weekly wrap-up. Moving on into video games. In this video games, money this, a lot of this video game news is pretty much one-sided, and it's centered really around Street Fighter. Um, uh, for instance, Street Fighter will be crossing over with Magic the Gathering and the King of Fighters. Um, many of you guys know that Street Fight, well, Capcom and SNK crossed over before with um their whole their trilogy against Capcom versus SNK, which was very, very popular when it came out. And at the time I was in college. So high school and college. So it was it was a very big crossover at the time. You know, when you got characters from Street Fighter and characters from um King of Fighters and you know um Fatal Fury going up against each other. Then, of course, you go, you know, Magic the Gathering is a card-based fantasy game. So, to have Street Fighter characters cross over with them is very interesting. And the Street Fighter versus King of Fighters, or Street Fighter cross King of Fighters, should be doubly interesting also. And just today, Street Fighter Six was officially announced. Street Fighter Six released a, like, a 40-second trailer between... Him and one of the new characters from Street Fighter Five. I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I have really yet to fully, fully play Street Fighter Five. Um, one of the things with Capcom, that's probably one of been big. One of my only real gripes with them is the 
microtransactions that they have and the DLC practices that they have as well. You know, previous installments like Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 3, which I feel like is underrated, especially Third Strike is completely underrated. You know, you're able to get, you know, right off the bat, like Street Fighter 5, for some reason, is like they nickeled and dimed you for everything. So I haven't really, really, really fully played Street Fighter V because there's a lot of things that I have to purchase for it. And right now, I don't feel like spending the money to do that. But once I have a little bit of disposable income that I can use, I will definitely, you know, purchase everything for Street Fighter V and really get into it. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Street Fighter VI, I'll have to find out more. I need to know more about it to really be invested in it. Um, Street Fighter IV was a great experience you know i almost i think i had almost every version of it i had street fighter 4 super street fighter 4 um ultra i I have ultra street fighter 4 right now so i had all the installments um street like i said street fighter 3 especially third strike is super under i think street fighter 3 is in general is completely an underrated game uh the mechanics that they introduced in that game um I thought was is fantastic. I I love Street Fighter Three. I haven't played it in a while. Like I have Third Strike. You know, Third Strike was my favorite. Like I remember playing Third Strike a lot in the student lounge at school. That's how much I love Third Strike. But you know, Capcom is going to continue to push the Street Fighter brand for as long as they can. Um, and you know, it's one of it's Street Fighter is just one of those constants. In the video game world, you know, Ken Ryu, all those guys are always going to be around, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, Not much else on the video game front, really, you know, there wasn't a lot of notable news and stuff, you know, so as far as video game news is concerned, guys, that's all I got. If there's anything of note that I've missed, please, again, do the same thing and I'll bring it up in the next weekly wrap up. Moving into some quick reviews, as I said, because... The Winter Olympics is on TV. A lot of things have taken a break. So they won't be back. So that means um, Superman and Lois will be back tomorrow. Batwoman will most likely be back this Wednesday. I'm not quite sure. Um, there are a couple of shows that I would like to talk about. Let's let's get into first the Peacemaker season finale, which I thought was a great season finale. The um, season finale of Peacemaker, of course, included... Peacemaker, Hardcore, um, Adebayo, um, Economos, and Vigilante finally going to stop the butterflies and taking care of the so-called cow. Um, everything about this episode was great. The action was awesome. The way it ended was, was, was fantastic. The cameo that we got towards the end of the episode was bloody brilliant. For those of you guys who don't know or may not have heard, four members of the Justice League make an appearance in the season finale. Uh, we got Ezra Miller's Flash and Jason Momoa's um, Aquaman, who are the ones who actually had a dialogue exchange. And it, we had a stand-in for Wonder Woman, and we had a stand-in for um, Superman. Um, I know a lot of people complained about Cyborg and Batman not showing up, but according to James Gunn, it was not, that was not his idea to exclude them. He wanted them in there, you know, so 
that was a nice little Easter egg. I know it took a lot of people by surprise. It took me by surprise. I was happy to see it. Um, everything else ending up was pretty good. Um, again, Peacemaker is is a sleeper hit. It's like one of those hits that you didn't expect for it to be a hit, but it ended up being an extreme hit. Like I had no idea that I was gonna be ready or so much hype up for a series like this about a character that I knew nothing about. But that always happens. It's always the characters that you don't know nothing about that end up being the one that you end up liking the most. So, like I said earlier in this stream, um, Season 2 of Peacemaker being greenlit is a good idea, and I hope this becomes a blueprint for everything that can happen for the DC Extended Universe. Um, who knows what's going to happen after the Flash movie? We don't know. But this 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 was great. John Cena does a great job as this character that you kind of want to hate, but then you end up feeling for it as the season progresses. Vigilante is fucking hilarious. He is he is a riot. A very uh, a very stark contrast with the Vigilante we got in Arrow. Um, Adebayo does a great job. Hardcore does a great job. Um, um, Economos was fantastic. Like the the whole series is just great. It's it's a really great series, guys. Um, so if you haven't, if you aren't watching it, please give it a shot. Um, borrow somebody's um HBO Max for a little bit and check it out. Um, Power Book Four actually um premiered a couple of weeks ago. Um, I believe the night it premiered, I think two or three episodes dropped. Um, of course, Power Book Four centers around Tommy Egan who was um, James J. Patrick's right-hand man and pretty much his brother. So this so this series centers around him. He As he was making his way to California for a new job, he stops in Chicago because I think that's where his family's originally from. And he decides to stay and create a drug empire right there. So far, it's good. You know, Tommy is everyone's favorite character. Anyone who's watched Power any iteration would say that Tommy is one of the best characters to come from that series. Um, episode four was last, I mean, we watched it the other night, so it's, it, it's, it's, it's definitely getting good. It's definitely very interesting. You know, we've been keeping up with the power universe for the most part. Um, we've watched both seasons of book two, which centers around Tariq St. Patrick. We actually watched the first episode of Raising Canaan, and that's probably something we're going to continue to watch throughout the rest of the year. Um... Raising Kanan, or the Kanan character, was a character that I was never really interested in really diving into, but the story itself seems pretty interesting. But definitely, um, Book 4 Ghost is definitely a worthwhile watch for you guys. If you guys aren't watching it right now, definitely give it a shot. Um, um, Joseph Zaccord does a great job. He knows how to channel Tommy, like, on the spot, you know. So, it's definitely a great series. An interesting dynamic within the series. Another series that I don't think I talked about before, which is Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary is a sitcom on ABC, created, written, basically created by um, Quinta Brunson. Um, if any of you guys know who Quinta Brunson is, then you know she got her start from pretty much the internet. She got her start um, with um, a couple of comedic videos, and then she found her place on BuzzFeed, and then she stayed at BuzzFeed for a while before she really got into her found her groove and then she produced um created Abbott Elementary. 
Abbott Elementary is essentially a series that's not that dissimilar from The Office, um, where it's a kind of a mockumentary style series where um, in Philly, um, there's a school called Abbott Elementary where there's a film crew that, you know, um, follows the teachers in their day-to-day work. Um, Quinton Brunson stars as the, um, um, one of the lead characters, um, she's a teacher who's like super enthusiastic about her job. The cast is pretty star-studded, you know, Quinton Brunson, um, Tyler James Williams, he plays, um, a substitute teacher who's, who's trying to be the principal of the school. Um, I'm forgetting the name. I'm forgetting the cast members' names, but it's it's a it's a really star-studded cast. The show is fantastic for so many reasons. One of the main reasons is because I work in the school system, so I know exactly how all this feels. Public school system, to be exact, I know how all of this stuff feels like. And to paint a humorous light into all these different things, you know, it's hilarious. Like I was. I don't remember when the season started, but I was able to catch up on Hulu, and I've been in love with the show ever since. Like, I don't miss it. It, it. it drops every Tuesday night, so I never, I try not to miss an episode of Abbott Elementary. Um, Quinta Brinson does an awesome job with this series, and I hope she gets a lot more. And um, the series is fantastic. Like, everyone I know that watches um, Abbott Elementary loves it. It's a really great series. Um, Quentin Brinson, I, I tip my hat to you because this show is extremely awesome. I, I love this show. You know, if you work in the school system or if you worked in the school system, then you will uh, you will you will find a deep connection with Abbott Elementary. You definitely will. You just will. Um, I want to. I don't want to forget that we also. I also watched the trailer for Nope. Nope is Jordan Peele's um next um movie coming out later on this year and is gonna is interesting. I did a reaction video to it that is up on my YouTube channel as well as my um Facebook fan page, so feel free to watch that. Um, it stars Kiki Palmer, um, uh, damn Daniel Kaluuya and Steven Yeun. It, it feels like a lot of alien vibes getting from this, but um I'll have to wait and see. So. I just wanted to throw that out there that I did catch that as well. Um, and that'll be, that'll be it, guys. That'll do it for my weekly wrap-up this week. Um, I'll be back next week. You know, a lot of things should be coming back this week. So, you know, there should be a lot more things in the quick reviews. Um, if there's a lot of things, if there's things that you would like for me to talk about in the um, next um, weekly wrap-up, definitely let me know. Um... If I don't do a show this weekend, then you can definitely expect it to be expected to come the following weekend. I was actually supposed to collab with um, the Watching It podcast this weekend, but our schedules kind of got mixed up. We were actually supposed to do it last weekend also, but they had to reschedule. And then I had to reschedule this weekend because my weekend was kind of busy. So look out for that. Look out for the episode of me um, collaborating with the Watching It podcast. That I'll be on their show, so I'll definitely plug that in as well. And then um that'll just do it for me, guys. Um I will catch you guys on the next weekly wrap up. Of course, be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, follow me on all the social media platforms if you want to suggest things to me that you want me to talk about. Because the weekly wrap up isn't the only thing I do. I also do interviews and I also do one offs. So the weekly wrap up is just something that I try to do so I can 
you know, sit with you guys at least once a week and just chit chat and stuff. So, but it's all from that. I will catch you guys next time. You guys be safe out there. I'm out. Peace.